Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Crooked Conversations is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace. Make it, John. Here's some things you can do with Squarespace's beautiful website. I just love just the the make it. Make it's, it. it has its own par- it's its own paragraph. <laughs> You can turn your cool idea into a new website. You can showcase your work. You can sell products and services of all kinds. You can announce an upcoming event, like Love It or Leave It in Miami, Florida, or a special project. <laughs> and more. Think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They're optimized for mobile right out of the box. There's powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. Built-in search optimization. Make it yourself, easily create a website, by, by yourself, yourself. <laughs> make <laughs> it stand out stand out with a beautiful website so i just i it's like what i want to understand the relationship in their minds between those two phrases like make mm-hmm. it yourself mm-hmm. easily create a website by yourself is one meant to explain the other or emphasize it i don't know i've been asking this for six months and, no, and they don't listen <laughs> go to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch use the offer code convos c-o-n-v-o-s to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain Squarespace.com, promo code CONVOS, C-O-N-V, like victory, O-S. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Crooked Conversations. This is Crooked Contributor and your spokesperson for the culture, Simone D. Sanders. And today, we are going to talk about state legislative races, everybody. And I've got a very special guest um, that's going to join me to talk about it, Tony Goldwyn. Y'all might know Tony Goldwyn as everybody's favorite president uh, on Scandal Fits. But Tony Goldwyn is not only an actor, a director, a producer, but he's also an activist. Um, He's been really involved uh, in progressive and democratic politics and he cares about state legislative races i just want to give folks the facts before we jump into the conversation with tony everyone knows these statistics over the last 10 years democrats have lost over 1,000 legislative seats in this country to the point where republicans now control two-thirds of state legislative chambers in america let me tell you why this matters because the policy of america is made in state legislatures so when we talk about all of the terrible policies um that have bubbled up over the last couple years that we sometimes we end up talking about on a national level from bathroom bills to abortion bans to just being just all kinds of laws that are very invasive of my vagina Uh, these things are coming from state legislative races the failure to expand medicaid um the failure to uh raise the minimum wage at the state level these are state legislative chambers that are doing this work um and so tony is someone that cares about uh winning back state legislative races to, to winning back state legislatures getting more progressive more more Democratic voices at state legislative level. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk a little bit about gerrymandering. We might hear a little bit f- about from what Carl Rove was doing and the Koch brothers and the Republicans. But I think it's really important um, that folks understand that this is a pivotal moment in history. And we can't just talk about uh, Congress and the Senate and the White House. We got to talk about governor's races. We have to talk about state legislative chambers. Heck, we got to talk about mayors and city council folks. But today we're talking about state legislative chambers. So Without further ado, I give you Tony Goldwyn. Cool game, 
Greetings, everybody. Uh, Crooked contributor Simone Sanders here. And I have the amazing uh, opportunity to talk to a fellow activist today, someone that y'all might not know as an activist, uh, Tony Goldwyn. Y'all may know him uh, as an award-winning actor, producer, director, and America's favorite president uh, from Scandal Fits. Uh, But Tony Goldwyn is here today, and he's here to talk about state legislative races, y'all, and the importance of state legislative chambers. Thank you for joining me today, Tony. Thanks, Simone. Great to talk to you. Great to be here. Okay, so I, 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 we, I have to know, because I don't think lots of folks know that um, you're so passionate about state legislative races. So tell me, what made you want to get involved on this particular issue? Why is this important to you? Okay, well, um, I, a friend of mine gave me an incredible book called Rat Fucked, which you got to love that title. Um, and, and the, and, <laughs> exactly. And this book describes how... Um, through the influence of state legislatures, uh, the conservative Republicans have essentially, you know, taken hold of Congress uh, with, uh, you know, by with a minority of votes, they have a majority of the seats in Congress. And that's the simplest way mm-hmm. to put it. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I, I think a lot of people have heard the phrase gerrymandering. I personally had to have ex- it explained to me about 20 times before I thought I actually understood it. So, um, but once I And what's did, your simple it, definition of gerrymandering? So, because so, I, I know there are people out there that think they know, but they probably don't even know what it really is. Yeah, well, that's how I was. Here's, the I think, the most interesting way f- for me to look at it, is to take the Republican point of view. So um, Karl Rove and, you know, con- you know, ultra-conservatives like the Koch brothers realized that they had a major problem uh, the Koch brothers realized it, you know, over 20 years ago. But the fact is, um, there are more Democratic voters in the United States than there are Republican mm-hmm. voters. So that created a real problem for conservative Republicans, because if it was just counting every vote, then Democrats would remain in control of Congress uh, and in power. Um, but what they did to solve that problem, which was kind of brilliant, uh, and Democrats were not paying attention was they uh, took advantage of a law which says that in 37 states in our country, um, state legislatures decide uh, on the voting districts, how the voting lines are drawn of our congressional districts, okay? So every 10 years, there is a census in the United States of America. The next one's coming up in 2020. We had a census in 2010, okay? And after Mm -hmm. every census... In 37 states, anyway, the state legislatures can take the information they've gotten from the census and use that to redraw all of the voting districts. The idea is to make sure that based on the census information, it's a fair distribution of voters, an accurate representation of the population. Unfortunately, uh, the Republicans rigged the system uh, legally, but they rigged it so that they made sure that in drawing the lines that in every district they could, you know, win uh, a majority of seats in Congress. In other words, the state legislature it's crazy, draws these districts totally for the U.S. congressional seats. Yeah, and it, it's it's totally legal. And um, Amer- uh, Democrats, we were all, you know, so focused on national races. And in 2008, we were so thrilled that we had Obama in the White House. We were like, yeah, we won. We're in power. Everything's great. Well, mm-hmm. meanwhile, in the 2010 census, 
they went in and completely redraw the lines. And if you look at the maps of these lines, I mean, they make no sense. And uh, to get a little bit more specific about what people do is there are two, two strategies. One is to say in Philadelphia, for example, what they did was, you know, they would take a, a, a district that had, you know, a tremendous concentration of, say, multiple districts had a, a lot of Democrats in them. They would redraw that mm-hmm. so that it took all the Democrats and piled them in one big district, okay? And then they, then that, they were going to lose that district to Democrats. But that meant the five neighboring districts all became red. So they got five seats mm-hmm. and lost one. Um, or alternative, that's called packing. Then there's another thing called cracking where they dilute a district. If they think, you know, it's a, a 50-50 split, they'll dilute the Democratic uh, voters so that they can be sure that, you know, that will turn red. So there are these strategies to draw these lines in order to guarantee that, uh, that you know, they have a majority of, of, of Republican congressional seats, even though they have a minority of voters. Uh, so, you know, Pennsylvania is a good example because it's basically 50-50 split uh, Democrat to Republicans. And what the Koch brothers and Rove did was they um, really went after purple states, states where, mm-hmm. you know, it was a, you know, pretty, uh, you, know, uh, d- you know, evenly divided and made sure that those states went red. Uh, so what would be 50-50 with votes, they made sure it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 60 to 70 percent uh, Republican wins. Um, so it's anyway, really crazy, does that make sense? you know, I think, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a good way to explain it because I mean, at the, at, at the end of the day, gerrymandering really just means we're all getting cheated. That's right. Um, and that, uh, our, our voices are, are not actually counting, uh, at the ballot box in ways that they should. But even though gerrymandering is totally legal, like I think Republicans now hold an estimated 18 seats in the United States, That's right. um, House of Representatives solely due to gerrymandering. That's absolutely crazy. That's right. Um, okay. So I, I think it's important for folks to know, and you, you hit on it, Tony, like we were, everyone was so super excited, uh, to, get President Obama elected and we enjoyed very amazing years in the in the Obama uh, White House and and now I don't I don't really know what this is um, but during those years while we were flourishing if you will uh, at the highest levels of, of office in the land Republican Democrats lost two like a lot of state legislative seats we lost control um, of more than two-thirds of state legislative uh, chambers in this country. So now Democrats only control one-third of state legislative chambers. So folks are often asking me about a constitutional convention, and I'm like, if a a constitutional convention was called tomorrow, we'd be in trouble. Well, on that point, one of the really crazy things, and, you know, we don't need to get paranoid, but the fact that, you know, the the way you can, can call a constitutional convention, which hasn't happened since... When was the last one? Got in the 1800s. Um, that well before you know, I was able to vote. Yeah, well before <laughs> we were able to vote. If you know, two thirds of the state legislatures, you know, have the right to call for a constitutional convention to rewrite the constitution. And the Koch brothers have succeeded in passing legislation calling for a, a new, you know, convention in 29 different states. They've already succeeded in passing legislation asking for that. And they're only five states away from succeeding with that. So think about that. If they win five more states in 2018 election, then they could have a, they could hold a constitutional convention to rewrite our constitution. Now, whether they'd, you know, push that through or not, 
would remain to be seen. But the point is, this is um, we're at a really dangerous point. The stakes are incredibly high, uh, which is why incredibly high, which is I mean, why people need to really pay attention. It, it really is because if you think of like the other tactic that um, that Rove and the conservatives have used, of course, is uh, which is related to gerrymandering, is is voter suppression. So. You know, in areas where there's a majority of Democratic voters, uh, often young people and people of color, you know, they, Mm -hmm. with stricter voter ID laws, all different kinds of, you know, um, ways of making it really, really difficult for people to vote. Those are laws that are being passed by state legislatures because they're very conservative state legislators. You know, many of them, because these... um, you know these districts now are are there's a there's a there's a stranglehold on them by the Republican Party. It guarantees that really fringy right wing people can hold office unopposed, and so you have people like a guy named Tom Corbin uh, in South Carolina, who publicly said that women are inferior to men because God created women by taking Adam's rib, and a rib is an inferior cut of meat. Was his quote. Um, Preach on it, Tony. You know, Tell the people. Because folks a, don't know that this is happening. No, like, it's happening. This, these are the kinds of people that are representing understand. you in your state. Um, in, 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 in New Hampshire, a guy named Brian Stone was mocking the Parkland kids, to, you know, saying that there were kids crying on TV and ditching mm. school. I mean, you know, the list goes on. So these very, very right-wing people um, are allowed to, you know, stand the people that even mainstream Republicans would be horrified at. But because they're unopposed, there's no, you know, they're, they're, they're secure in their jobs. So uh, what I, I think I know the answer, but what is the answer to this? You know, if we want to take back uh, state legislative chambers, if we want to prevent a crazy right wing constitutional convention that could eventually rewrite our Constitution, which I don't put anything past anybody in politics nowadays. Anything is possible in Donald Trump's America, unfortunately. Right. What do we do? Well, how uh, how can we combat this? Yeah, I mean, the, the most important thing is to vote. You know, that, that's like absolutely number one, to, to make sure that if you're a voter who, you know, it, it, where it's been hard for you to vote or whether you just sort of haven't and you've thought, well, there's nothing I can do or you're disenchanted in some way, you must get out and vote. And when you vote, the other, here's the other key, to vote down the ballot. In other words, don't just vote for president. Don't just vote for y- your senator and your congressman. Vote all the way down the ballot for your state and local representatives. And, you know, because I know a lot of people that vote who say, well, I'm not sure who that candidate is, so I'm just not going to vote for them because I don't want to vote for someone I don't know. But the truth is, by doing, you know, by not voting, you're casting a vote for um, the, you know, the, the incumbent who's in power. And, in, in, you know, the vast majority right now are, are Republicans. So the, the, that's the biggest thing. The other thing to do is to start to get aware um, you know, I wanted to talk about this, uh, the one organization that is really laser focused on dealing with these state legislatures is a group called Forward Majority. And um, I love them. I love them. Forward Majority. They're doing amazing. They work. are. And, and people should go to forwardmajority.org and check them out and sign up for, you know, follow them on Twitter and sign up for their email letter. Because what they're doing is, you know, the objective here, let me just say, is not to you know, gerrymander in favor of Democrats. <laughs> the the objective is to make the system fair because, you know, numerically the math shows that if if the system's fair, Democrats are gonna are gonna are gonna win. But it's you know, it's also unethical that it's not fair. And ultimately it should be independent, you know, uh, commissions that decide these voting lines, 
not state legislatures, but we're not there yet. And I think a number of states already have that, but most do not. So anyway, the point is, forward majority, what they are doing is they are simply shining a light through opposition research and getting the facts out there about so many of these extremely conservative uh, state representatives and just letting people know what their voting record is so that they have to, um, you know, they're, 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 what the, the stuff they're talking about is exposed and for voters to see. So I think it's number one, vote. Make sure you vote. Number two, get informed and, and speak out about, you know, what these people's positions actually are. So uh, again, forwardmajority.org, they're doing this incredible work and getting this information out there for people to see. And the more we as activists and concerned citizens can share with our networks what we're seeing and just what the facts are, I think it's going to go a long way. That That's, I think, you know, really how we how we can turn this thing around. And the other thing, Simone, we need to, you know, let people know, we have an incredible opportunity in the 2018 mm-hmm. elections. There's, you know, a Democratic wave happening. There's so much energy. There's so much activism. Now is the time to get it done. Um, because if we don't get this done in 2018, the next census is in 2020. And the Trump administration is already trying to rig the uh, census mm-hmm. against, you know, disenfranchised people by this, you know, people have been hearing about uh, this new citizenship requirement question on the new census, they're saying, but to make it, you know, more difficult for people to be properly represented. But once the 2020 census comes out, there's going to be, you know, an opportunity to redraw these lines. And if we allow the Republicans to stay in the majority in 2018, guess what's going to happen in 2020? We're going to be stuck with an even more extreme, uh, 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 you know, um, uh, representation for over the next decade till 2032 would be the next time this could change. And just imagine. And I don't know if our democracy can take that. No, I don't either. I really don't. It's very, really serious. It's really serious. Crooked Conversations is brought to you by Quip. So buckle up, guys. I'm going to make make Tommy a little uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a person with a mouth, it is likely that you don't brush your teeth for a full two minutes. Change your brush on time or brush twice a day. Quip gets that. So they've designed the perfect electric toothbrush. Tell us about the electric toothbrush, Tommy. It's a new toothbrush that packs just the right amount of vibrations into Sorry, a what? slimmer design, what? a fraction of the cost of the bulkier what? traditional electric brushes. <laughs> Guiding pulses what? alert you when to switch sides, making what? brushing just the right amount of effortless. What? <laughs> it also comes with a mount that what? suctions right to your what? fucking mirror and unsticks <laughs> what? to use as a cover for hygienic travel anywhere, whether you're going to the gym or your carry-on bag. And because the thing that cleans your mouth should also be clean, Quip subscription plan refreshes your brush on a dentist-recommended schedule, delivering new brush heads every three months for just five bucks. Hey, Tommy, I'm, Rich is telling me that there's something wrong with the recording, and you need to say the part at the top again about the vibrations. Quip is backed by a network of over 10,000 <laughs> dental professionals, including <laughs> dentists, hygienists, and dental students. Quip starts at just $25. If you go to getquip.com slash crookedconvos right now, you get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's getquip.com slash crooked convos. There was feedback when you said guiding pulses. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P <laughs> dot com slash crooked convos. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. 
Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. something else and mm-hmm. I want to go back to it the the point about the work that for majority is doing um, I know that they're working on like flipping late state legislative seats um, they did some work in Virginia uh, some very important work and they targeted races uh, that usually uh, you know the Democratic establishment or the party would just even say that those are you know lean Republican seats and with the limited resources that we have because to be frank folks don't give a lot of money to state legislative races and a little bit of money could go a long way but for majority is saying we're going to take the resources that we do have and we're going to target some of these lean R or even some actual really red Republican seats and just tell people what their representatives are doing, what they have said and what they voted on. And they have seen success. So That's I'm right. wondering, mm-hmm. you know, what is it about um this is a you, you hit on it like there is a democratic wave happening but to be clear there is no blue wave in this country without uh black or brown people and the, and the entirety of the work of the of the working class and the whole base of the democratic party and so what do you think it is um about some of these about some of these races why do you think that folks just haven't decided to pay attention to state legislative seats and even some of the ones that yeah might take a little bit more grunt work um but we can win what what do you think that's about well, I think that people don't understand the importance of, of uh, the, you know, the, what of state legislatures. I don't think people understand how much power state legislatures have. You know, as Karl Rove said, uh, if I'm getting the quote right, you know, he who controls <laughs> the state legislatures controls Congress, and that's exactly right. Um, Facts. And Facts. and so you know, but but if you think about the the what state legislatures do. You know, they're the ones that make the laws about, you know, women's health. And uh, the, you know, ab- Ohio recently introduced this bill to ban all abortions with the intention of trying to overturn Roe Ro v. Wade at the Supreme Court. Texas passed a law forcing any woman who has an abortion to hold a fetal funeral. You know, so, I mean, even mm-hmm. Pennsylvania passed one of the most restrictive abortion bans in the country, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, access to guns. Um, after the Pulse shooting in, in Orlando... The you know the Florida legislature uh, loosened the gun restrictions when over eighty percent of the Floridian population you know were advocating for stricter gun laws. The conservative Florida legislature, right after Pulse, loosened the gun laws, and now even you know after the Parkland shooting, this terrible thing that happened recently, um, when there were people flooding the state legislature in tears, begging them to do something. The uh, state legislature refused to even open a debate on banning assault weapons. So, you know, th- these are the kinds of things that um, that are you know are 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 happening on the state level. And if people don't think this affects their lives, they're wrong. I mean, it's it's uh, they have the, you know all politics is local, I guess they say. You know, and in terms mm-hmm. of state houses, it really it makes a massive difference. So I'm talking about policy and the laws that we live with in addition to this gerrymandering, you know, um, to, to guarantee uh, the congressional election. So I think people just don't understand how, how important it is now, how it impacts their lives. They sort of, we view state legislatures as being sort of provincial, not really relevant to me. Everything happens in Washington. You know, it's that, that kind of a, a, a mindset. And we get so focused on our, and the media is so focused on our national politics. I mean, 
you know, CNN and Fox and, you know, MSNBC, that all they talk about day in, you know, day in and day out is what's happening in the White House and in Congress. And, As a um, CNN political commentator, yes, I can, I can confirm that. <laughs> I know, I watch that We you. are laser focused with all the crazy stuff coming out of the White House. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're right. People, I don't think people uh, under, necessarily understand the importance of state legislators. And I also think that in the aftermath of the 2016 election, for folks who maybe um, aren't political professionals, as I like to call them, or even people that aren't even highly engaged, for people that did come out and vote, that did, you know, get engaged and involved for whatever reason, uh, they saw Hillary Clinton win the popular vote, but Donald Trump uh, become elected president. And because, again, the the way we do politics in America is, 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 is not as black and white, cut and dry as we like to make it seem, mm-hmm. some people might be uh, disillusioned. But absolutely, 2018 is a space for folks to get engaged and get involved. Um, you hit on the census. Look, I think Democrats are going to take back the House, but they won't be able to hold the House if we do not elect more uh, progressive state legislators. That's uh, a huge point. Because when it comes point. time for the census, mm-hmm. ex- when it comes, yeah, exactly, like we, we'll hold, we'll be able to take the House, and then when the census comes and goes, uh, we won't be able to hold it. We will actually lose some Democratic seats if they if we were to redraw the lines right now, uh, we'd be in deep trouble. So, Tony, you know, this is the first time that you've you, you've spoken out on issues. You know, you're not a stranger to getting involved um, in politics. What advice would you have for um, other up and coming folks in the entertainment industry, whether they're actors, producers, directors or what have you, um, for getting engaged and involved and using their platforms uh, to really highlight issues uh, that affect us all or that, and that are just truly important to our democracy? Well, in terms of activism in general and in politics, I think that, you know, particularly in the age of social media, um, uh, you know, celebrities and people with a public profile have such, uh, uh, you know, have so much power in a way to, uh, to, spread, to spread a message. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's about being informed and, you know, on an issue that you're passionate about, get informed and then spread you know that information across your network and your platform um I, you know i've always viewed because i was given a platform because of what i happen to choose for a profession i've always viewed it as my responsibility to use my voice in a responsible informed way um but i think now uh, uh in the age of twitter uh, it's um you know it's it's such a powerful tool and it's not you know, I used to talk to people who were my colleagues and they thought, well, I don't want to speak out because I don't really, I don't, what do I know about public policy? Like, who am I to speak out? I don't know anything about that. It's not that hard. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. It's not that difficult <laughs> to get informed. And there's lots of really smart people that you can talk to to, to, to brief you on, a, on something. If you want to speak out about something that you have a, a passion for, you know, like, you know, the forward majority folks can sit you down and in 20 minutes give you, you know, get you up to speed. Or if it's a political candidate you want to support, talk to their staffers and they'll, you know, there are people, it's it's just not that complicated. Our system seems complicated. It's really not. Um, and the stakes right now are, um, are, are, are just so big. And, you know, for example, you mentioned something, Simone, a second ago that state legislatures doing these races is not, it, they're not that expensive. 
Um, and one of the no. things that They're the Koch t- brothers I mean, were genius at. A thousand dollars goes a long yeah, way. Yeah, man. They, the Koch brothers, you know, 25, 30 years ago started investing. They saw this happening and they started investing in like s- local school board elections so that they could, you know, do opposition research on people on local school boards, get people of color pushed out of school boards and stack them with, mm-hmm. you know, re- w- 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 with Republicans so that in the next local elections, those people moved up to the you know the city council, so that by by 2010 they were in the state legislature because they kind of that was one way they got them up through the system with very very minimal investment. That's my point. You know they they spent very little money to get a massive bang for the buck. So if people go to the other thing people can do if you go to forwardmajority.org, you know, and in addition to getting the information that's going to be so valuable to spread across your networks and with your friends. You know, if you can make any kind of donation, ten bucks is going to go a whole lot further uh, uh, in these state legislatures that um, for majority is focusing on the ones that we can win um, than you know giving to um, a national candidate. Uh, you know, the Republican example I think is that um, you know Scott Walker when he was running in in uh, in Wisconsin, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, had said to people, "Look, don't give money to me." Give it to this super PAC that's going to go into the, you know the, turning the state races. So uh, you know this is a much more efficient use of money than giving it to a, a national candidate. Absolutely. Look, I mean, uh, twenty twenty eighteen is is just going to be vitally important. I think folks are folks are activating uh, all over the country. You see places in Florida where, in addition to um, the Senate races and the governor's race, there is a real push for uh, restoration of rights for folks who have previously had their rights taken away uh, due to uh, felonies. Mm-hmm. And so, folks are getting engaged and involved that way. And there's money pouring in there. There's also really important uh, state legislation races potentially happening there and other places across the country. And I... I want folks to to understand that you don't have to pick one or the other. We can talk about the need to take back the House and the the potential for Democrats to take back the Senate and also talk about state legislative races. Uh, we can talk about health care and the economy. And if so, we have to talk about state legislative races. So many of these states have refused to expand Medicaid, That's right. take the federal dollars that are allocated to their states. These Some of these governors and state legislators have just straight up refused the money. Um, and that is something that could change with different people in office at our local and state levels. Well, you know what, Tony? This has just been absolutely amazing. I can't let you go, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, without... you got to tell your people where we can find you on Twitter. So what is your Twitter handle? Okay, so I'm just at Tony Goldwyn. You're at Tony Goldwyn. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go follow Tony Goldwyn. He'll give you all the, the good stuff about state legislative races. Also, encourage I encourage people to look up Forward Majority. Uh, they're at forwardmajority.org. They're doing amazing work. Um, I'm excited uh, to be engaged and involved in some of the, the work to get more progressive folks elected to state legislatures this fall. And I have to ask you about Scandal. I can't let you go without asking you about Scandal. Scandal is over. Are you sure y'all not going to come back? Oh God, I wish. Yeah, no, we're not. We're, uh, <laughs> you know, about a year ago, Shonda Rhimes decided that uh, she she was ready to bring the story to a finish. You know, she always said this was something that wouldn't go on forever, and uh, so she got us all together and said, "Guys, we got one more season." But uh, but you know, it's been seven years, and it's going to end uh, the 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 final episode, which uh, airs on April nineteenth, coming up pretty soon. Uh, is it's really great. I'm really glad because it's a very purposeful kind of satisfying way to close this amazing story that she's woven. So 
I feel really lucky to have been a part of it. And thanks to all of your listeners who um, have been fans and supporters because that's that's what's uh, made it the most fun of all. Absolutely. Well, y'all heard it here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Scandal won't be coming back, but we will check out the final episode on April 19th. Uh, We love watching you guys there. Can't wait to see what you do next. And thank you so much for chatting with me uh, about the importance of state legislative races and state legislatures. There's lots of work to do here, lots of educational work to do, because folks still uh, don't understand just what is at stake. Uh, But I'm excited that we're going to all be out there doing the work this fall. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thanks, Simone. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you liked this conversation, please rate us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Cricket Contributor and your spokesperson for the culture, Simone D. Sanders, signing off. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.